Hello and welcome to episode 46 of One Rep at a Time by CultFit. In many of our interviews, we speak to fitness professionals like trainers and athletes. And yes, they give us a lot of valuable tips and examples from their own lives in terms of how they keep fit. But you can make one argument. That's their job. Of course, they need to keep fit, which is a fair argument. So today, I want to do a slightly different kind of interview. I want to speak to someone who is as fit as some of the people I've spoken to before, but has a full-time job and a fairly demanding one at that. Ajit Baskar. Ajit is a researcher whose specialty is scaling novel technologies from labs to pilot plants and factories. He currently works in the F&B space, the food and beverages space. And apart from this, he's an active Instagram chef doing so before it was cool and has some absolutely lip smacking photographs and recipes. He also co-hosts a cooking podcast called The Nerd Kitchen, which I'd highly encourage everyone to check out. He is an active runner, completing several full and half marathons and and I can personally attest to the fact that he is an incredible trekker as well. Uh, he also writes articles for the Hindu Sun Times. He is the parent to a son and a dog. And during the lockdown, he even made and sold some sauce. So why I was keen on having Ajit on is how a person with so many things to do can manage to weave in fitness so successfully into their life. So let's just get right on to the episode then, shall we? Welcome to One Rep at a Time, a podcast from CultFit that encourages you to become a healthier, better and happier version of yourself by building small, sustainable habits. Let's welcome your host, Deepak Gopalakrishnan or Chuck. Ajit, welcome to One Rep at a Time. A pleasure having you here and special thanks for making it work while you are traveling. No problem. Thanks a lot, Chuck. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks. So one reason I want to speak to you is um, not specifically around food or running, although we will touch upon those, but how you as a busy professional with so many side activities as well, manage to keep fit on a daily basis. And I think the daily basis is important, right? Like I've known friends who once a year will run a marathon, post a selfie, and then that's it. But you, I think are more inspirational because of your consistency on doing this on a weekly basis rather than the once in a year, I will do this marathon, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So that's really what inspires me, right? So let's start with everything other than fitness to begin with. So tell our listeners what you do. Okay, so I am a research and uh, I'm a research scientist uh, with a large FMCG company. Uh, I particularly work on food and beverages, uh, currently working on tea. Uh, so I do get to travel to a lot of places that uh, are involved in growing and manufacturing tea. Uh, it's actually a good mix of, uh, you know, passion and what I want to do for a career as well. Uh, I'm basically an engineer whose job right now is to uh, take ideas from a lab and put them across factories. So basically involved in the scale up and implementation. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I have a bachelor's in chemical engineering, a master's and a PhD from US stuff, on the, you know, the usual grad school stuff. And then, of course, I joined my current employer, I've been uh, uh, with my current employer for about uh, eight years now. Uh, Sorry, did I answer the question or did I miss something? Sorry. No, I think that's uh, I think that answers it pretty nicely. And for anyone who's actually a little more interested in this aspect of Ajit, uh, Ajit and I actually recorded an episode really, really long back where he talks about uh, his work as a tea scientist and how and specifically, if I remember correctly, uh, how. Uh, your job is really to scale up an idea from a laboratory to something that is commercially viable. So that's an entirely diff- fascinating conversation. And I'll link out to that in the notes of this episode. Uh, but that's really not what we hear here in this particular episode to talk about. So lest our listeners think that you're some kind of a machine that eats only leaves and sprouts, you are quite the foodie. In fact, um, yes, I, I, am. Am, I am scared to open Twitter on a Sunday morning because I know that you're going to be posting pics of Bangalore's best doshas and idlis smothered in podi. Jokes apart, you're a person. <laughs> Jokes about you're a person who loves food, right? Uh, in so many forms, cooking it, baking it, writing about it, podcasting about it, blogging once upon a time, uh, and of course, eating it. Uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with food and how that has evolved over the years. And I know that your time in the US has a key role to play in it, especially yes. with respect to Indian food. Yeah. See, uh, I, I think food is is is. I see. I, I think this whole podcast is focused around uh, physical fitness but 
deeply intertwined with it is an aspect of mental health also it's very hard to separate the two and for me fitness food and mental health so physical fitness mental health and food are inseparable practically they are this is a very uh, to me they have to be in some kind of a balance if one kind of gets messed up the other two will suffer so that's how i see the role of food in my life it's it's not just you know uh, let me eat for the fun of it or whatever for me food is actually a means to understand people uh, understand history it has gone to sort of that kind of a level and wherever i get a chance to make and consume food through local ingredients or otherwise uh, that gives me immense satisfaction uh, and i suppose one way to look at it is uh, just to balance things out a little bit uh i tend to exercise that's one way to look at it uh but no not really so see i don't know maybe i i genuinely enjoy doing uh, making food learning about food and uh, exercising in many forms other than running i genuinely exercise i mean i genuinely enjoy both that's probably why i as a person i realize different uh, people work differently i as a person since i genuinely enjoy both aspects uh perhaps that's the reason why i have been able to maintain that consistency that you alluded to earlier yeah and i think that's one of the things that's always struck me about you right you it's like for you these are two separate entities in some way right you don't exercise necessary to compensate your that's love right. for food you that's do it right. because you genuinely enjoy it on your own and your food also it, yeah. it clearly shows right uh, uh, although i'm sure there's a sort of like a relationship over there uh, so tell me so before we move into proper fitness etc one of the things that i wanted to ask you with respect to food especially the way you look at it is um you said something very beautiful about how you like to understand the food learn about cultures and all that through the angle of food so has that made you i want to say more mindful of what you eat how you consume it and all that because i because one of the things that we've realized and especially as i've spoken to nutritionists also uh, on uh, this show before is that in this day and age we are very likely to be eating um while our attention is somewhere else right watching a show or reading an article or whatever the case may be so do you find that and one of the tips that uh, you know many people have told us on the show is be mindful of what you're eating that's a great way to just be more conscious eat less and enjoy the food a little more in some sense so mm. do you think that that just just the knowledge of where the food comes from and all that helps with respect to what you eat the quantity you eat and just generally live healthier definitely i think that is that is very true see uh, now see i moved back from uh, us to india in 2011 and uh, being in the us where you get everything in abundance throughout the year so i used to be like oh my god we are not getting the italian parmesan here so i can't make good pasta so mm. i used to be that kind of a person but then when i slowly started to hit the supermarkets here i realized that they are not exactly the most pocket friendly things because yeah. they are directly imported and boom and then uh, when i joined my employer uh, pursuing a career in food and uh, beverages sustainability is not just a buzzword there is a tremendous amount of pressure on companies these days to actually practice sustainability so that's when i got thinking the wait a second i mean okay you see Uh, one thing is there is no judgment uh, it's like if somebody wants to do that it's their choice so there is no judgment but having said that i slowly started to step back from this whole idea of okay let me just you know uh, take something uh, that is fully important and that has has a massive carbon footprint and start exploring what is local and yeah. uh, uh, i live in bangalore and karnataka is a tremendously biodiverse state that way i mean the, the the tagline is one state many worlds yeah. and that definitely applies to food the different regions of karnataka serve very distinct cuisines and that's where i slowly got into eating uh, in local joints and then uh, visiting the local uh, sabzi mandis uh, vegetable shops and uh, shopping different things gave me some kind of idea on what kind of agriculture is practiced where so what is actually seasonal mm. even in this day and age uh, there are food festivals in karnataka that celebrate farmers and local produce so really going down that rabbit hole really helped me understand what the local culture is 
and then i started to expand my horizons even further by learning and you know trying to learn as much as possible about other states uh, inside india so 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 knowing about where your food comes from uh, does make a lot of sense see like i said i work on tea i see the tea getting made i know mm. how much you know blood sweat and tears goes into making like every packet of tea that we consume yeah so each day i am reminded that you know the it, it takes a lot of effort to really grow our food uh, work wise and outside work as well yeah so i really agree so you're being aware of where your food if if see if things have if, if you tell the right and fair and true story about uh, you know origins of anything food or otherwise it will definitely have a have like a higher impact for yeah. sure Yeah I think there's so much to unpack I there's so much to unpack over there and we can possibly just do an entire episode on just that but I think that's a great tip just step back, like in this day and age where if we want to pizza at 12 in the night it's just three yeah. buttons away and somehow yes. it just shows up at your door 30 minutes later and we forget that there is a lot of effort human or otherwise that goes into you know uh making that miracle happen in some way so i think that's a great tip just step back a little bit look at the plate and just think about where the food has come from and if not healthier then i guess at least that makes you a little more empathetic if uh, yeah. if if nothing yeah. else all right so let's move into um, the, the fitness aspect of it so uh, let's balance out the talk of food with fitness uh, in some say in some sense you are without a doubt one of the fittest people i personally know right and mm-hmm. that's not i'm not pandering to you or something we've been on trek together i've seen how fit you are how fit you keep yourself just on a regular basis right so tell us about your fitness journey you told us about your food journey tell us about your fitness journey did it like was it a particular moment that started or have you just always been this way um yeah so just would love to know that story of yours so i used to be a good 20 kilos heavier when i was in the us and uh, so so this is when i was single and uh, my marriage was like typical irish marriage and the shock or the you know huge jolt that I, so i am my mom's pet it's like no matter what i do she'll take my side yeah and uh, one fine day when of all people she we were just having a general conversation and she just nudged me saying you know if you lose a little weight we can find a suitable spouse uh for you so and that really i mean forget finding the spouse but i was least interested in that it's the fact that of all the people the person who loves me the most unconditionally said that to me it really you know shook so jolt out of the blue my core so that's when i was like oh my god i need to do something and then uh, i this was i used to live in ann arbor and i had a very beautiful i see as a culture us uh, one thing that you can count on is uh, somebody running at any given time and in ann arbor it snows it, i mean you experience all kinds of weather conditions but somebody is running at any given point in time that is something i observed so i just put on my shoes and i just ran and i ran out of breath in like 5 minutes and i walked but i'm like oh my god i am in a very crappy you know state of health if you will this was obviously like 12 13 years ago so i you know i was too harsh on myself so if i'm like this uh, what's going to happen to me blah 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 then i slowly but surely uh, started investing in uh, shoes i got a treadmill because i didn't have the bandwidth to run in so i am not one of those uh, you know uh, mm. folks in the us who put on like a heavy jacket and run in the snow i couldn't do all that so i got a treadmill i ran inside my house for i i don't know why i took running perhaps it's the easiest to get ready sure. or prep for you just put on a pair of shoes and just run that yeah. that's pretty the easiest way to get into fitness yeah right so so th- that perhaps that's why i chose running and that has stuck with me since then so that's how it all started uh at first it was of course unstructured so i used to uh, run pretty i mean whenever however and whatever distance not worrying about time then i slowly realized that if i have to run it's not just about running you have to do some amount of conditioning strength training and slowly uh, thanks to social media uh you know more and all. i mean just being in touch with those guys really helped mm. me uh understand and you know put some method into the madness if you will and then slowly see as a person if i understand the logic behind things i really enjoy that that applies to food and mm. uh, fitness as well so once i started understanding the rationale behind what i am doing 
I thoroughly started enjoying it. So small runs like one kilometer, they became five k's, five k's become ten k's. Then the distances went up. Now actually, I am realizing that as I am getting old, uh, you know, running, running, running is not going to be sustainable. So I have kind of uh, crafted a different path to keep myself fit. Uh, now I am actually trying, and with the pandemic, everything went topsy turvy. so uh, you know i have now started to balance run with uh, some kind of strength training so i have actually invested in some weights at house so i try to balance things out so uh, but but keeping the fundamental rational same i think what's very important chuck is that see before you embark on this journey of fitness while i understand that a larger sample size of population would say by fitness i mean maintaining weight and reducing weight or whatever that is you first need to be very clear about what does fitness mean to you and when you ask that question it's extremely important for you to be honest with yourself and it's kind of challenging when because see lot of lot of these fitness related thoughts are shaped by our environment fortunately or unfortunately yeah and on social media where there is a lot of amplification of amplification of positive support and quote positive aspects yeah. right the perfect body the perfect house the perfect family etc etc there is a lot there may be a lot of pressure to you know be a certain way so when you when somebody has to ask themselves the question uh, i want to be fit you have to block every single thing you have to sit in some place where you are in some sort of a zen state and ask yourself very clearly what does it mean for you to be fit and you have to be brutally honest with yourself unless and until you do that it is very tough to craft a path and stick to it so once you figure that out then you go about uh, how to achieve that mm. using fitness and diet both go you know hand in hand uh, so so that is pretty much my take on i guess how fitness started for me and how i slowly i have also evolved as a person because uh you know i got married now we have a kid we have a dog so things are no longer the same yeah. but if you want to uh, and if you put your mind to it it is still possible to you know achieve uh, uh, certain things fantastic there is just i mean uh, there's just so many things to unpack over there and there's one question regarding that fitness goals that you spoke about uh, which i want to come back to but um, uh, before that uh, it's a travesty that you spoke about your own fitness journey without mentioning marathons uh, even once and uh, i think you should talk a little bit about that you have run quite a few marathons and uh, half marathons so when did that whole thing start i was waiting for you to say i went from 5k to 10k to one day okay. thought i will run a half marathon um, so yeah when did all that happened how many have you done if you like if you if you're keeping count uh, would love to know that so uh, okay so so okay so you know okay so 5k 5k's became 10k's but i wanted to hit a saturation because when i ran my first 10k this was that uh, uh, first time event was tcs 10k this was long long ago in bangalore i forgot in the year unfortunately oh but- you didn't do your first marathon in the us No, no, no. Uh, this is TCS 10K was in Bangalore. Bangalore so yeah. I started running full time only after I came back. So only ah, since 2011 okay. have I been running, you know, full fledged. Right. And the distances have been increasing ever since I moved back to Bangalore. That's one advantage of living in Whitefield. Back then there is nothing to do, so all you could do is just go for a run. <laughs> Now, of course, things have changed. But okay. So, uh, so, so these distances. Uh, so, what happens is when you are, uh, you know, part of social media in general, say Twitter, Instagram, all that, you come across like-minded people, and uh, you know, lot of people like uh, say Mo or Vijay. There are few people that I really admire in terms of their consistency mm. as well, right? So, so they only kept nudging me. No, no. Why are you limiting yourself to ten k? You should try a half marathon. I'm like, yeah. uh, that's like twice of what I just ran, and no thanks. But then they said, no, take it easy. You know, make ten, twelve, twelve, fourteen, forty six, and and it kind of happened. And uh, thankfully, I, I am definitely privileged enough to invest the financial resources in terms of shoes and watches, etc. uh to you know genuinely take a liking for it so like i said at the end of the day running to me was the easiest form to right. attain fitness at that point right just just put on a pair of shoe and just run 
uh, it's entirely up to you so to me i the way i see running is uh, it does two things to me number one zoom out of uh, the entire world your work pressures etc etc and it's a means for me to uh, tell this to myself if i can run from point a to point b and come back home without stopping i can do anything in life it's actually as wow. simple as that and it's just that thought along with some music that keeps me yeah. uh, chugging and chugging and i am able to use that sort of core energy to uh, push myself to run longer distances so okay so then i remember first see uh, timed marathon uh, i think it was uh, i think it was kaveri trail marathon like some 5 6 7 years ago or so uh but i mean, see for practice i have run many after the last year itself i ran some 25 30 these are not time professional sure. events but i just run for fun and uh, yeah of course i run, run to south bangalore where there is good food so each run is actually <laughs> 20 to 25 kilometers any given weekend so i used to do that every single weekend uh, because the very thought of maybe I, i do consider myself fortunate where this whole combination of run, loving to run loving to eat and you know being at a place where uh, my kind of food options are limited and if you want to get to that point you have to run so yeah. somehow all these pieces have fallen together magically that you know help me achieve all these things in one shot uh so okay so then half marathon see full marathons i have ran maybe 5 to 6 uh and one ultra of 50k this was i believe back in 2018 or 17 i forgot in the year so i guess the way things evolved in terms of distances is uh a because that that whole running to eat breakfast became my thing somehow i don't know how yeah. but some and and that's what resulted in uh, so if you sort of a count i think over the last 5 years easily 150 to 200 wow. half marathon for sure like wow. there was a point when every weekend that was my rhythm right you just run from place yeah. to place comfortably over 2020k so i i i mean i don't know why but uh, that's how uh, it has uh, ended up being yeah and I, i think i think that's very inspirational like uh it's almost like you combine two passions and you made a thing out of this right okay let's explore places food not by necessarily going to a restaurant or having them deliver but i will come to you i will run to you and then i will eat the food and then i will go back i think that's pretty nice and you the fact that you made a routine almost a meme of sorts for yourself mm-hmm. and that's what your followers on twitter and instagram kind of expect now every sunday i think that's a pretty nice thing and i think that's something that um i think anyone here can take a uh, uh, sort of uh, inspiration from whether they're doing it on a weekly basis whether they do something physical for a uh, uh, for a vacation there's a point of time when uh, when uh, divya my wife and i were traveling we tried to make it a point uh, that, that we do one trek during every uh, vacation that we go for and we were doing that uh, for a while uh, so i think these little routines if you may uh, can be worked in either on a weekly basis or uh, you know um, on a periodic basis so that's that's quite that's quite nice i want to come back to one of the things that you had mentioned which was um, before you embark on a fitness journey is important to have that conversation with yourself um, and i want to ask you have you found that answer uh, for yourself what does fitness mean to you if not and if you don't want to answer that what are some of the other answers that people could have because um if you ask a person who is not into fitness and all but realizes that okay like i need to lose some of this uh, weight or i just need to get fitter the answers i don't think are going to be very i mean they're like okay i need to lose weight or i need to be able to run for more than 5 minutes without wheezing and panting so what are some of those things that people could look uh, look for Uh, I mean, are you specifically asking about when you say when you ask yourself what does fitness mean to you? What could some answers be? Is that what yeah? What what could some questions be? What could some questions be? Yeah, or rather, what could fitness mean to you? Like as you said, it's important for you to figure out what does fitness mean to you, right? So, what could some of those things be? See, I I think uh, there will be several kinds of uh, people. So, let's say somebody. I I think weight loss is the obvious one because yeah. that lot drives a lot of people. So, I'm not going to spend too much time yeah, on that. Yeah. Yeah. uh 
the other one is uh, let us say you are suffering from uh, some kind of a condition uh, let's take Fair diabetes enough. as a very simple sure. one uh, so apparently if you you know may, if you uh, do some physical activities that helps in some way yeah. with respect to your metabolism and tries yeah. to yeah. get your sugar levels uh, back on track every single thing that i'm saying obviously goes hand in hand with diet you yeah. can't be yeah. so that goes without saying i think for some people they really want to there is an excess pent up energy that you want to dissipate in a constructive manner so i, I think that applies to me as a person i am very very restless i have a very tough time sitting in mm. one place or standing in one place and as a person i am very very restless so that actually played a significant role in me mm. just you know putting shoes and just going for a run yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise i just try to think of things and i found out that at least the way i function it's not very healthy so might as well you know put some shoes mm. and just get going so so one possibility could be how i have some time i have some residual energy how do i dissipate it so of course some people could choose some other avenues i chose running which is uh, you know intertwined with fitness Uh, i think for some people they really i mean of course competitive fitness is uh, quite huge these days yeah uh, you want to run you have to follow a certain training regimen uh, stuff like that so some people get started that way and then they uh, you know convert that journey into that sort of a competitive mm. uh, space of uh, fitness so to speak that is one possibility or other is you know some people inherently have let's say i have a joint problem or mm. i have a mm. some sort of a condition in my body that could be addressed via some form of exercise mm. and and i do consider stuff like uh, you know say like a yoga or something a combination of yeah. physical and mental wellbeing for some right. people it could be actually exercising could be a way of relaxing so for me running is actually from a mental perspective supremely relaxing when i come back from a run my body is tired but my mind is you know super charged and super yeah. fresh So I I think those are some of the things that I can yeah. uh, think of in terms of why should I Yeah I know I think all of these are great because they are going from the very specific like I have this particular knee issue and exercise will help resolve this so it could be something very specific like that or it could be something broader it could be something a little more meta in some sense right like yes. I just want to enjoy life a little more like one of the yes. things I think fitness might if I were to think about what this answer could be for myself hey I just want to continue yeah. living the kind of life and doing the activities that I am right now well into yeah. my 60s 70s or till whenever i am on this planet i think that itself could be a sort of like a reasonable yes. goal to keep in mind but one thing you are absolutely right about is no matter what the answer is you need to spend time you can't just say ha okay fitness means losing weight or whatever or being able to lift this you need to spend time so again we come back to mindfulness i guess in some way so uh, i think that is fascinating ajit thanks for that uh, let's reconcile everything that i kind of asked and this is really going to be uh, the meat of a conversation paneer of the conversation in uh, your case of course uh, given your dietary preferences but how do you manage to work in fitness in what looks to be an already crazy schedule right um, i mean you apart from all this you do have a podcast you um do a few other things you have a family of course which uh, i'm sure takes up a lot of your uh, time and energy so do you schedule things out do you have a set plan you already told us about the goal so do you do diff- things differently on weekdays and weekends weekends obviously you have that marquee thing that you go for which i'm sure you look forward to but the rest like how do you plan things out or is it just a matter of waking up and saying okay today look this day looks like this i'm going to work out over here or i don't feel like or whatever it is so how do you approach this on a more you know where get down to brass tacks okay Uh, this is going to be extremely cliche because the key is that sort of discipline. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's supremely important. I it's not cliche. I don't think it's cliche at all. I don't think people want a boring answer for this. So, uh, so the thing is, see, like I said, when you so so for me, I look forward to getting up and working out. That that's actually first true. thing in the day. Uh, and yes, so when I get up. uh i so uh, see okay so i so see i used to be a member at cult and i used to you know head out stuff like that now what started happening is uh, time is a luxury in a place like bangalore so like yeah. the whole drive also even though it's like a 15 20 minute drive the prep involved for doing all that it it to it started taking a toll and okay. okay so psychologically the way i function is i get up in the morning i feel fresh i feel energetic i want to work out in the morning 
and then uh, go about with the rest of my day that is my ideal case scenario mm. i am not definitely not an evening workout person or a night workout person at all so early in the morning whenever you get up spend whatever 30 minutes to an hour whatever that time is doing certain things so so that gives me uh, the time to address my fitness both physical and mental because Uh, when you get into that sort of discipline, when you do that, you get that high. Yeah. So, oh wow! I did this. I did this. Now I can go on with the rest of my day with you know full steam ahead. So my strategy is very simple actually. So I just get up in the morning, I work out, and that is that. And after that, uh, I'm of course now way more mindful uh, in terms of what I eat and how much I eat than I was even five to six years ago. Uh, so so. uh i i think the 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 routine part is uh you know still evolving uh, because i started realizing that these running these long distances and uh, you know at the spur of the moment is not for me personally it's not going to be sustainable i don't think running alone is a sustainable uh, way of staying healthy for me so now what i do is i combine run with a good amount of strength training mm-hmm. and i realize that i'm not exactly a gym person so just like i choose to go to the darshinis to get the food i chose to bring the gym home so i have like series of weights barbell stuff like that and there was an old log bench that we were planning to throw <laughs> but now i use that as that that bench yeah yeah bench so you can lift and stuff like that so now i spend so now i am trying to balance strength training and running and uh, this is now over the last year and a half so it's fairly recent and that i am enjoying quite a bit uh, so now i'm realizing so i think that's something uh, that you also alluded to right like what is it that i can do that i can sustain uh, for a long period of time and this balance of running and strength training and generally you know uh, walking around yeah. uh, is something that i can sustain for a longer period of time uh, but yeah to keep uh, the answer uh, crisp I, i guess it is discipline and it is get, uh, waking up and figuring okay so you have to also figure out uh, you know what kind of uh, uh, so my employers are quite Uh, employee friendly that so there is no okay first of all i live in bangalore traffic is a concern and my workplace is like a 15 minute walk from home mm. and that is a huge luxury yeah. so i can afford to shell out time right. uh, in terms of working out because i don't have to take my car and drive in bangalore traffic mm. so that's a huge luxury that i have and uh, that helps immensely right yeah. and uh, so so that's a huge help I think you have to first figure out the basic pieces around you that are quite vital. You obviously your employment is important. So, what kind of timings do you have? So, based on that, if you can craft something that will work for you, that would be great. And I guess uh, being with one employer for many years has enabled me to get into that kind of a rhythm. So, okay, these are my core office timings. So, I can now afford to do these these things. I can afford to live at a place that's close to my work. And and I guess. Yeah. You know how many people will be able to appreciate this, but for a place like Bangalore, this is extremely, extremely important. I can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> so uh, I, I think once you have these things figured out, uh, you know, then you can slowly start to craft a plan or some kind of strategy around when can I exactly work out. So, so one has to be clear about that as well. What yeah. works for that person? And I yeah. would say, uh, regardless of anything, one thing that I would definitely encourage is have an open mind. It's like see. fitness is a journey but a journey can be achieved via many paths so for a to b it's not like some you know straight line or you have to go like this right. the concepts could be similar but the way to implement those concepts could be very very different yeah. what you are doing with a cardio or a strength training uh, or a yoga or running or cycling or whatever it is, it is be open minded so it's yeah. like let's say some some person uh, is a runner now if the person just pigeon holes himself or herself into thinking that running is the only way to achieve yeah. a goal uh, i think that person may hit a wall at some point in time that there's a possibility that's what yeah. actually happened with me so i'll take my example then i realized that so I'll, so let's take that run for tindi as an example so this is like it starts at saturday 5:30 in the morning you go there at 7:30 no it's 8:30 to 9 
you grab breakfast and you come back and it's already noon you know, i mean i don't run obviously i take a uber or a bus back now the half day is gone and therefore you know there are certain chores now i have to spend time with kid there's a dog and now kid has football so all those things go for a toss so then i started realizing that okay this is not viable so you have to figure out some other way to pursue that and balance this as well so now the distances have gone down so maybe i drive halfway and mm-hmm. then run to and come back so that easily saves 3 hours and then that lets me do these other things so th- there is a fair amount of planning involved and yeah. once you enjoy this and you establish some kind of a discipline you slowly start figuring out uh, and being a bit more open minded about this so being open minded and figuring out these pieces yeah. uh, you know how far is my workplace etc and am i a morning person or an evening person all these things uh, put together will definitely help you uh, craft a yeah yeah so i think th- there are a few things to take away from there right like one okay so there are some things that are flexible and some things that are like i want to say not inflexible but kind of set in stone the kind of things that are set in stone are one i mean everyone could be fitter like everyone like if you're listening to this then you you genuinely want to get fitter and all that uh and two you need to give it enough time whatever the plan is you need to give itself give it enough time like you work out like crazy for one week you're not going to see any yes. changes and all that so i think no matter what the plan you do is you will need to give it a period of a month i mean not even a month is way more than that 3 months or so at least yes. so those are some things that you know are non negotiable not inflexible yes. but the non negotiables in some way and then there are the nego so called negotiables right what do you enjoy doing when can you work out during the day how Uh, how flexible is your employer uh, what is your uh, you know the, the condition where you are staying like is there a park nearby or is it running friendly do you like cycling do you want to pick something else up are you kind of person who gets into zen doing the same thing over and over again or you want to shake it up so there and all these are the answer to all of these is yes because you can try any one of these it could work for you but again the as long as you know what the non negotiables are like you need to give it enough time there needs to be a combination of cardio and strength every t- during the week you need to work out for at least 3 to 4 times every week uh, so on and so forth there are some things that are non negotiable right and of course like you rightly said nutrition plays as important if not a bigger role than the exercise and all that that you do so i think a good way for anyone who's listening anyone who's who, who says oh i've got such a busy job and like can't do this do that etc i think a good way to start might be look at the non negotiables um add the non negotiables in your own life like if you know you need to you have to be in office by say 9 am every day that probably rules out a morning workout for you or unless you want to get up earlier so figure out where there is regal room you know the other non negotiable is the fact that you have to work out right it's not an option anymore uh you know at, especially when you reach a certain point in time and you realize hey you're not getting any younger and the joints are definitely not getting any stronger and then work from there figure out where can you weave in a workout even if it's just for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and uh, figure out from there i think that is i think um again a lot of planning i don't think there are any direct answers to any of this right i don't think we can say hey uh, okay here okay if you don't have time to work out here the one two three things that you can i don't think there's anything like that everyone kind of like needs to craft a plan uh, for uh, themselves um before we wrap up that entire segment on um you know uh fitness in a busy routine i'm sure a lot of people have been inspired by you and the stories that you put out and all that is the more consistency more than the oh wow you managed to run 40 kilometers sort of thing what are the some of the common mistakes you've seen people make when they try to get into a fitness routine and doesn't work out for them like have you seen any uh, mistakes like this from other people or, uh, or anything like that so i have made many mistakes so <laughs> numerous mistakes so first is not paying attention to what i eat is a huge mistake so i mean i am yeah i love food but then there was a i think there was a period where i ate anything and everything indiscriminately thinking oh i'm going to burn it off burn with it running off. and so that is actually i'm realizing in hindsight was not a smart thing to do and as you get older you have more choice but to be a bit bit more mindful the careful yeah. the, the key word being bit more mindful i mean see my philosophy is very simple eat the real deal but then control how much you eat because uh, nice. actually i am going to tie that to the concept of exercise exercise is basically you exert yourself right you face some kind of hardship 
to gain certain benefit so to me the whole concept of diet i actually consider is consider it as an exercise i exert my or the will power to eat so I, i have two options in front of me right like eat the cheesecake the way it's traditionally made or you eat it with some kind of a substituted modified you know yeah. other kinds of things and like i said the, the most important thing is to realize there is no judgment associated with it sure. i'm just sharing the way i approach it so the way i approach it is to tell my mind or my exercise my will power to say okay i'm going to have the real deal but i'm going to have a slice and then that's it Hmm. So I enjoy that challenge. So I, I I kind of look at it as a challenge. That's an interesting way of looking at it. So it's like you have a challenge that okay today I'm bench pressing X. Can I press an X plus ten next day? Because that's a tougher thing to do. Yeah. So the thing to do is actually to eat the real deal, but just have the right amount and say okay I'm done. That's amazing. And, that's 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 an incredible way of thinking about it. So next time, like, have the craving to order a medium pizza, you actually order a smaller one and take that. Uh, take don't look at it as a compromise, but look at it as a challenge. Almost okay. Will this be enough to satiate I me or whatever? I think that's a great way of uh, looking at it. Yeah. I, the analogy that you drew with uh, exercise is is a brilliant yeah. one. I think. So that that's how I approach it, and then I okay, and then of course I started uh, you know reading the back of the labels, what's in your food. That that is also important, and uh, I, I realize where uh, you know manufacturers come from and where conscious consumers come from, uh, and, and there are very diverse perspectives, yeah. and there's no point in getting into a debate at right. this stage. Uh, like i said no judgments just but but do uh, be aware of what's going in see at the yeah. end of the day exercises there are many things but when it comes to diet there are three fundamentals there are carbs there are proteins there are fats there is nothing else yeah right so whatever you are eating is giving you these three things whether you like it or not or whether you believe it or not is irrelevant you are getting one or more of these three things yeah. only so if your fitness goal is to achieve x you will have to figure out how much of the each of these things you're going to have to consume on a regular basis and that's when the more attention you pay uh, to the back of the label or what goes inside your food uh, the better off uh, the person will be in terms of achieving that yeah. particular goal I, i truly believe exercise is actually a slightly smaller proportion Uh, towards your overall fitness goal diet is in my personal opinion a majority uh, yeah yeah Yeah, and I don't think that needs to be just your personal opinion. I think there's so much already. Uh, there's so much literature on this already, and this is a topic that we have covered on the show many, many times uh, before. I mean, there are some uh, uh, there are some reports that even say that it matters as much as you know is eighty percent versus twenty percent for exercise. So I'm not sure of the exact numbers, but yeah, I mean, we can say that it plays as important a role, if not. Uh, yes, a absolutely. bigger role. What you put in your body, and one way of thinking about it is uh, the workout that you do uh, for an entire hour can very easily be destroyed in five minutes uh, or less. Um, yes. Fantastic. I think there's so much over there for uh, listeners to unpack. So I want to ask you a few final questions now, Ajit. And one of these is the V question. Uh, how do you manage your proteins while being vegetarian? I know there's a lot that I have read up already. This is not info that is like. like oh wow you can have a you know you can have x amount of protein on being a vegetarian but the reason i'm asking you is you're you're a chef you actively look at these things so just keen to stop reading what the internet says and actually hear from somebody who practices on a day to day basis just i i i don't think there will be revelations but keen to see what you do see uh, so i i do consume eggs uh so it's more like an egetarian sure. so kind of a diet but no i i have two words whey whey protein if yeah. you are a, I, i to me i have figured it out see what happens is any food that you take that is rich in protein the common things that come to our minds are you know the dals and the paneers yeah. and the tofus etc do they have protein answer is yes but are they also rich in fats and in many cases carb intensive also yes you yeah. can't deny that right i mean this is a simple example right so i i come i mean i come from a family which says eat rasam rasam has dal dal has protein it is factually true but uh, when you start digging into quantity that's when you realize that it's a bit misleading right okay so 100 grams of 
usually any dal has anywhere from 21 to 24% protein. Now it sounds easy, okay, why do you eat 100 grams of dal? So you do realize that you have to boil that 100 grams of dal, it becomes triple in volume. <laughs> you are looking at like a vat of dal, you have to eat the whole thing uh, to consume 24 grams of protein. Uh, not to mention, you know, if you have several plates of rajma chawal, what's going to happen to you later in terms of okay let's not do any bad jokes here but okay but the bottom line is you have to spend some time in you know putting those things into perspective mm. right so is dal a source of protein yes but it also gives you a whole host of other things by contrast look at any it's like I don't think eating two eggs is a huge challenge, right? So yeah. you can eat two eggs, you get 12 grams of protein and you, yeah, it costs like six bucks an egg, five bucks an egg. So for 12 bucks, you're getting 12 grams of protein. That to me is a fantastic proposition. But I understand that some folks cannot consume eggs due to whatever reason and they choose to have a vegetarian diet, right? Uh, now, the other thing about vegetarian diet is uh, iron. Like, so let's say iron, you know, uh, spinach has iron. That, that's the thing that we are told. But then what not many uh, people tell us is, is that a, it's, it's a non-heme iron. Meat has heme oh. iron. Heme iron is fundamentally more bioavailable and non-heme iron. The absorption is pathetic. So even though you can have watts of spinach, but the absorption and the bioavailability is poor. This is, this is common knowledge. Again, I'm not saying that the diet, not passing any judgment, but these are facts. Uh, these are incontrovertible yeah. facts. So to me, what are the key nutrients? And I, I know, I'm a believer in science. I'm a firm believer in science. The way proteins, way isolates are out there. Now, if you are someone who is strictly consuming plant-based alternatives, there are, uh, you know, plant-based proteins out there. They are expensive. I'm not going to deny that. So actually, we are reaching a point where uh, affording these protein sources is actually a privilege yeah. to be very blunt. But those, those are the facts. So you have to be mindful of that aspect. But having said that, protein for me, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a huge believer in eggs and uh, whey sources of protein. So, so I am for, for the last year, year and a half, I have come to the realization that no matter what I do. So let's say there are several schools of thoughts, right? Coming to protein, either you have to take Earlier, it used to be 80% of your body weight you have to consume in protein. Now, apparently, that number has doubled. So, even 1.5 to 2x, uh, uh, you know, grams of protein hmm. when you multiply that by your kgs that you currently weigh, that seems to be the way to go if you wish to, whatever, strength train and build some muscle yeah. mass, etc. Either which way. So, let us assume somebody is weighing uh, 60 kilos yeah. just for the sake of discussion, right? If you wish to consume 60 grams of protein per day, it is not easy. It yeah, is that's not 10 easy. eggs. It's not easy. I mean, that's 10 eggs or, or, or that is, you know, 250 grams of dal or it's like packets of paneer. Not to mention you have to balance it out with other, other things as well. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So if you take a 30 gram scoop of whey protein and if you're getting 24 grams of protein, that is a fantastic proposition for me. Yeah. Uh, and nowadays people have gone into the depths of, you know, uh, what are those essential amino acids that are found in your uh, protein supplement? Mm -hmm. What is the right proportion? Blah, blah, blah. The knowledge is out there. But yeah, of course, consult with somebody. Don't try to, you know, randomly do stuff because you are, your body is unique. Uh, your needs may be similar to other people, but your body yeah. is unique. So be mindful of that. But having said that, there is a, a huge volume of info out there and there is a there are a lot of different types of protein supplements out there uh, which will help you reach your protein goals uh, regardless of your uh, dietary preferences perfect so i think that's a, yeah i think that's a, i think there's a lot of good uh, advice in there for uh, not just vegetarians but anybody at all and i think the biggest thing that you said really is consult with somebody everybody's body yes. is unique uh, everybody's taste condition social situation etc financial situation let's face it is different so i think consulting with a nutritionist uh, i think would be a very very good thing to do and don't believe everything that you see on the internet at least don't think that it's one size fits all uh, sort of approach so uh, ajit this has been great i think the last question that i really want to ask you is really about one of the side projects that you have so tell our listeners a little bit about the podcast that you do and what you cover over there 
Ah, okay. So this is called the Nerd Kitchen. I covered it with my friend Mayur Narasimhan. Uh, we essentially try to do a bit of food plus science. That's pretty much the gist of it. So you know, we've covered a little bit of baking, what exactly yeast does, and also again trying to understand uh, you know culture uh, through all these uh, science plus food kind of efforts. So. uh you know how uh, meat was the uh, oldest alcohol invented you know we used to carry these things in leather bags this honey got fermented and you know people got high stuff like that so it's it's a fair bit of reading and uh, of course in my line of work i have access to a lot of good quality uh, you know scientific journals and i get to read the entirety of these articles not just the abstract which gives you just the big picture i actually get into the methodology of how these things yeah. are determined so that uh, makes it a bit more comprehensive uh, so 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 we've covered a bunch of topics and and now i'm actually thinking of doing like you know a molecule a week so it's, nice. it's like uh, okay so the molecule looks simple but what role does it play inside your body yeah. and where do you get it from Uh, you know how does the plant synthesize that molecule because and that to me is a very fascinating thing right it just goes back to uh, digging a little deeper in terms of where your food comes from so yeah. let us say okay fine uh, uh, let's take an herb uh, rosemary as an example which is a very very distinct aroma you put 20 different herbs you smell rosemary you will know that's yeah. rosemary so so what and and all these things are plants you, you know you stick a seed it grows some green thingy but then all these things smell different why i don't know but i would like to know so and, and there is a very uh, uh, you know strong interplay between science biology and environmental conditions uh, into answering those things and if being the curious person i am i would like to spend some time and effort reading up and understanding these kinds of things so so that's pretty much what the podcast is all about it's essentially uh, understanding culture with a combination of food and science perfect i think that's a great way to sort of end and circle back because you kind of started with that whole thing about understanding local cultures through food uh, etc um i think this is great i think the two big takeaways for me really from this conversation one is of course consistency and two is I I think this is the biggest theme for me is sort of like the balance that you maintain. I think you're a good example of uh, the fact that happiness comes with a certain amount of balance. Like um, you run a marathon in the morning and then you're happy picking out on a, a delectable masala dosa uh, in the evening. And I, you have this nice quote on your uh, you know LinkedIn as well to balance my adventures in the kitchen. I run. I've completed a few full and half marathons. I think that's pretty nice. So um, I think this aspect of balance is I think. a important one especially for busy working professionals who are trying to get fitness into their life a compromise has to happen somewhere uh, you know there are some negotiables and some non negotiables figure out what they are and then come out with your own fitness plan so uh, i think there's a lot of advice that um, uh, there's a lot of useful actionable tips in this episode so i just thanks so much for uh, coming on sharing your experience wisdom knowledge if uh, uh, you, you couldn't get your bad jokes in but uh, we'll get to them at some point of time in an other episode that i'll hopefully do so yeah thanks so much for appearing on one rep at a time again thank you so much but i i just want to say one last thing see in addition to all these uh, things that you mentioned i will sincerely request anybody uh, to have an open mind like that that to me is extremely extremely important just have an open mind be more open and receptive to new things be it your diet or the way you maintain fitness when you have an open mind it opens up new avenues and it uh, you know helps you grow and evolve and become a better person in reality that's the yeah. only thing i want to add that's a fantastic uh, but but yeah thank you so much for having me it, it was lovely talking to you chat lovely and uh, everyone else this uh, i will catch you next week with an other interview and we have some really cool stuff planned up uh, planned so yeah see you guys next week on one type at a time thanks ajit once again thanks chat bye 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 You've been listening to One Rep at a Time by Cult Fit. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for sustainable weight loss coaching, check out the Cult Transform program on the Cult Fit app or website. See you on the next episode.